Hello and welcome to this week's Back to Earth podcast with me, Chris Brookman. This is the show for architects, builders and surveyors all about the use of sustainable building materials. And today I'm going to talk about internal insulation and answer some of the questions that we've been asked over the last few months. So first of all, what is internal insulation? Well, internal insulation is essentially insulation which is applied to the inner face of external walls in a building. It's usually bonded or screwed to the walls and usually extends from the very bottom of the ground floor all the way up to the eaves level and, uh, and then carries on um, and, and meets up with the roof insulation. So it's, it's there to provide a full internal skin of, of insulation to keep the interior of the building warm. So how does internal insulation work? Well, it's applied to the walls. Um, it's there to prevent heat loss through the walls. But the really important thing about internal insulation is that it provides a barrier between you and the masonry wall beneath. This is an important point because it's something that external insulation doesn't do. So external insulation does improve the U-values of your wall, but it doesn't very quickly improve the comfort that you experience inside the building in the way that internal insulation does. So when you walk into a room, your sense of comfort is defined in, in a couple of different ways. So one can be the, the actual physical temperature inside the room, but the other is, is very important and is actually the feedback that you're getting from the room itself. So this is the amount of infrared radiation which is being emitted by all the surfaces around you and that is felt by your skin. So even if you apply external insulation to a wall, if you've got a very high density masonry wall and you walk in and you walk close to that wall, you'll find that it doesn't feel necessarily that warm simply because the wall is absorbing the infrared radiation that's being emitted by you and in your skin. Now, if you apply internal insulation to that surface, very quickly you create a surface which warms up much faster and begins to emit infrared radiation back to you. So for internal insulation you actually only need relatively small amounts to provide a big improvement in comfort. What types of insulation are available for the interior? Well, we predominantly recommend wood fibre insulation because it's one that we think is, is by far the best material to use. But there are lots of different materials on the market. Uh, you can go from calcium silicate boards, you can find clay, uh, clay boards, you can find cork boards, you can find hemp lime mixes, you can find insulating plasters. Then there's lots of synthetic materials, so polystyrene or isocyanurate boards. And there's a whole range of different products that, that are available for internal insulation. Now, what type of walls can internal insulation be fitted to? Well, it's designed predominantly for solid walls, so it would generally be solid or cavity brick or block walls, so all types of, of man-made masonry. You can also apply it to solid natural stone walls, apply it to the interior of those. You can also apply it to timber frames, but it does depend on the construction of the timber frame as to where you can put the insulation and how much insulation you can put on because the way that the membranes are installed in the timber frame dictates how much and, and where the insulation can go. So it's a bit more tricky in, in timber frames. What insulations are best for old houses or listed buildings? Well, because we've worked on old houses and, and listed buildings for 20 or 
so years now, 23 years. We generally have found that wood fibre is, is by far the safest material. It's not the only material, there are lots of other materials that can be used, but in terms of, of safety and risk, wood fibre presents the, the lowest risk and the, the best outcome. And that is mainly because it's extremely capable at managing moisture, at moving moisture, and it generally keeps the wall below quite dry and it, it, very importantly it keeps any timbers that are uh, bedded in the wall itself, it keeps those very dry too. And that is one of the most important points about internal insulation because applying insulation to the interior of a building massively changes the ways that the walls work and so it's very important that you use an insulation material that can manage moisture and that isn't going to cause either an accumulation of moisture in general or around specific areas, particularly when you've got historic timber or you've got simple floor joists or beams running into the wall, which are very sensitive to moisture and, and potentially using the wrong insulation, you can actually cause an accumulation of, of moisture in those timbers and, and then eventually rot. So from our wood fibre products, we have two different types. We have the UDI in 2cm board, which is a purely adhesively fixed board. It uses a lime plaster adhesive to bond it to the wall, which is brilliant for loose, friable substrates and very soft historic substrates like soft stone or friable plasters or even things, materials like cob. Then we move up to the thicker boards, which would be products like the Palatherm Profil, and uh, they come in a 40 and a 60 mil board and these wet processed boards provide high levels of insulation and also a very high capacity for moisture storage and moisture movement so that the boards can dry out very quickly as soon as the weather warms up and they also disperse moisture within the wall and keep the wall beneath dry which is obviously a very important topic for historic buildings where you have materials which are very sensitive to moisture. So the next question is, can I internally insulate a filled cavity wall? The answer really is absolutely not. Filling a cavity wall allows moisture to move from the outer leaf to the inner leaf, and if you insulate the interior as well, you are preventing any heat that is going to be moving into the wall from helping to dry that out. And so applying insulation to the inside of that is quite likely to give you conditions where you have mold growth, and will also potentially damage the internal insulation boards too. Will internal wall insulation cause condensation problems? That's quite an important question and generally we found using thinner wood fibre boards that that is definitely not a, a problem. Using synthetic boards and systems where you incorporate a cavity between the insulation board and the wall, I would guarantee that you will get condensation problems and, and mould problems. So yes, it really is a, uh, an important consideration when you're looking at the materials you're going to use for internal insulation that you consider how vapour permeable they are and how able they are to, to manage moisture and distribute moisture, not just the vapour permeability of the material. One t question we get asked a lot is, can internal wall insulation be put in place stuck with dot and dab? And the answer again is absolutely not. The, the dot and dab process creates uh, a void behind the board. So you obviously have the, the, the dabs of plaster applied to the back face of the board, 
when that's pressed against the wall, you end up creating a, a little cavity behind those insulation boards, which allows air movement, which allows condensation to form and potentially mold growth, and then problems with mold getting into your inner environment. So, again, absolutely not when it comes to dot and dab. What is the least amount of insulation I need to apply to my walls, and what U value should I achieve? So, obviously, the more insulation you apply to your walls, the thicker it becomes and the less floor space you have or the more floor space you lose. And so people are obviously very concerned about how much you should be applying to the inner face of the wall. So our thinnest board is 23mm thick and that is the thinnest board that we have available that will give you a big boost in comfort and a, a reasonably good improvement in heat loss. Uh, so we'll make a, a big difference. When building control are involved, they tend to specify that the minimum U-value should be 0.7 on historic buildings, but that can be a lot lower depending on what other works are being done uh, to the building. So it's, it's really important that when you're in, thinking of installing internal insulation that you do talk to building control and see what they would like you to target in terms of U-value. Can I internally insulate part of my house, but not all of it? Yes, you can, but the more you insulate the interior, the more the section that is not insulated becomes problematic. And that's essentially because as you insulate the inside of the building, you begin to raise the internal temperature, you begin to raise the amount of moisture that is in the air, and so you, you increase the risk of getting condensation on cold parts of the building, which are, in other words, the areas that you're not insulating. So Yes, you can do it in the short term, but in the longer term, I would always suggest that you do the whole of the interior so that you don't have issues with condensation and mould growth in those areas which haven't been insulated. Does internal wall insulation need a vapour control layer, and are there any other considerations that I should think of when insulating? That's a really interesting question because certainly at the thinner layers of insulation, so when we're supplying 40 mil, 23 mil, anything up to 60 mil really, we generally aren't too concerned with vapour control. But from 60 mil onwards, um, which will give you U values from about 0.5 downwards, uh, it is really important to start thinking about vapour control. But it's also very important to start thinking about moisture ingress from the outside. So Yes, you do need to think about a vapour control layer, and typically we use a product called Multigrund, which is a vapour regulating plaster or a vapour controlling plaster, and that reduces the amount of interstitial condensation that's going to form in the insulation during the winter. But you also need to think about preventing moisture ingress from the outside, and that's particularly important when you're working on walls which are made of porous brick or porous stone, particularly sandstone, you need to consider how much rain is going to be absorbed in the outer surface and use materials such as facade impregnating creams to reduce the amount of that moisture ingress so that you don't get problems with a build-up moisture in the wall and problems with frost damage and problems with timber decay and insulation decay in the wall. And finally, does internal wall insulation help with soundproofing? Yes, again it does, but possibly to a lesser extent than you might think. Normally, if you're insulating a masonry wall, 
the masonry itself will be the best acoustic absorber. Adding internal insulation will tend to help more if the masonry itself is quite air permeable. So the poorer the pointing in it, the more benefit you're going to get from adding internal insulation. But generally, it won't make that much difference simply because masonry is a better sound insulator than insulation. However, when you're working on party walls particularly, and this tends to be where we get most queries about sound insulation, the best way to insulate party walls is actually to use a thin timber frame, to use resilient bars and to actually mount our clay boards on those bars. So that works twofold. You've got the resilient bars providing an air cushion between the clay boards and the structure underneath. You can use wood fibre wool in the timber frame beneath to, to absorb airborne sound. And then the clay board mounted on the surface again absorbs a lot of airborne sound and provides really high levels of, of sound insulation. So that concludes this week's show. If you've got any further questions about sustainable building materials, please feel free to email me at chris at Back to Earth or alternatively give me a ring on 01392 861 763. Thanks for listening.